Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 8 of 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. It's Kerry Lacey here and I want to say thanks so much for popping on in this week and having a listen. First of all, I'd like to Welcome uh, to the Facebook page, Michelle, Naomi and Maria. Thanks so much, ladies. You guys have managed to get us over 150 likes on Facebook, which I know people might think is, oh, it's not very many, but the more the merrier on the Facebook page. So don't forget, if you haven't liked the Facebook page yet, jump on there, Clarissa Custom Music, two R's, one S. And this week on the Facebook page, we popped up um, a really cool... Google Doodle, Katie Wardrobe from Midnight Music. Hey, Katie. She's been doing a feature on Google Doodles lately, and I found one about Robert Moog's 78th birthday, which I didn't see on Katie's page. So um, jump on and check that out on the Facebook page. We also popped up this week um, the guitar one for Les Paul, if you haven't seen that. And I've been also featuring for some of my students in particular the Orchestration Weekly Tip from Thomas Goss. I don't know if you're followers of Orchestration Online, but um, Thomas has been doing some fantastic work with the Patreon series and doing some wonderful uh, YouTube videos. So if you haven't jumped online, there's no affiliation with Thomas at all. Um, he's just somebody that I'm very impressed with uh, the sources of resources that he's creating for students. I think it's great. And even if you, I wouldn't necessarily recommend the Patreon to get fully involved in that um, for your students, but certainly the things that he's putting on Facebook, on um, YouTube rather, are fantastic for the kids. It goes into enough depth uh, that you'll be able to continue on with what he's been studying. Now, the reason I mentioned Thomas Goss and orchestration online is because this week we're going to talk about core material. My students and I talk about analysis from two perspectives. We talk about the core material that exists in the work and then how that core material has been developed. Now all analyses and musicology analyses are the same. There's kids out there in Sydney, for example, preparing their essays and, and doing all sorts of things coming up to trials and half yearlies or trials and yearlies in year eleven and all sorts of things that they're doing. And so this little podcast might just help them out. I've often been asked, how do I prepare students for the unprepared essay? How do I prepare students from a musicology perspective? How do I teach them analysis? Well, one of the ways that I do it is by identifying core material. Now, this week I'm going to feature a work by Mozart. Uh, it's Confortatus from Mozart's Requiem. Now, I'm sure many of those of us who were around in the, in the 80s and 90s would remember the movie Amadeus, uh, who are teaching, and I'm sure many of us will have used it in their uh, classrooms for their students to give them an idea of what music was like. One of the best scenes out of that has got to be the scene where he's sitting on his deathbed and Salieri is there at the end of the bed with pen and paper waiting with bated breath to hear how this particular movement is going to play out. And he's actually delivering, uh, while he's so ill, the sounds that he hears, the the strings in the lower ends doing the ostinato and he talks about how the angelic voices come in with the Volca Volca May. And it's a fabulous scene, it really is. I often use it to show my students. Well, I'm pleased to say, no affiliation, there's a lovely young man um, called Gerbach, I think it is, I think it's G-E-E-R-B-A-C-H, I think is the YouTube channel. Anyway, he's done a scrolling score version of Confortatus 
and he's mixed that with the dialogue from Amadeus where Mozart's character is actually talking about this particular piece of music. It is just wonderful. Uh, if you're the sort of person that does do um, Mozart's Requiem, then you will absolutely love this resource. So today what I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about the core material that exists. Now, in that particular video, he identifies the core material because he talks about how he's got the um, confortatus. He, he, he identifies the main melody of confortatus starting in the basses with the tenors entering two beats later and their thirds apart. He then talks about how the motif is sequenced up by following a descending scalic pattern, right? His bass line is doubled by, he tells them, it's doubled by bass trombone, second bassoon. The tenor is doubled by, um, uh, the bass is doubled by trombone, but second bassoon. Tenor is doubled by trombone and bassoon one. So he actually says all of this in the video, which is really cool. Then he tells you about how you're doing the tonics and the dominant pedals on the trumpets and the timpani. Um, trumpets and D being transposing, of course. And then the next layer he talks about is the string ostinato. Rising in steps, okay, which of course moves where the tonality is needed. And then when he gets to, once he does all of that, he gets to the next section, which is the vocame section. And he says, new section. And he says, he gives the uh, string line. So he does this lovely little string line. He puts that in. And then he talks about the voices, the voca voca me. Voca voca me. So, and then he says it's a third above. And it's in the upper register. And, of course, Salieri is absolutely amazed that this is what you're going to do with the voices because it's the sort of thing that didn't happen. You know, that's not how you use voices. And so he goes through this particular sequence and he says repeated tones, use a repeated tone in the voices. Um, he talks about ascending arpeggios. And then, of course, he goes back to the next section. So when you look at um, confortatus, it opens with the confortatus for six bars and it goes into the vocame for three. It repeats the confortatus. It has the vocame, which is extended, and then there's a new bridging material that's introduced, there's some new material that we hadn't seen before. So it's a great one to start if you're looking at how to explain to students how to ID core material because all of the material within the orchestration comes from those four pieces initially. Okay, now I've provided this week a really cool PDF. Now this is a teaching PDF, so uh, you're welcome to take the structure and the, the layout and all the rest of it. By all means, it's good for students. I use this in my classes. We have a simple basic box um, that in, in landscape and we title the work and we just basically identify the core material. And what we do is we teach or I teach the kids to do description in the core material. So, for example, I have the actual quote written, so the little piece of quote or the piece of music that we're talking about and then next to it it's got confortatus. Starts in basses, tenor enters, two beats later, thirds apart. Motive sequence up followed by descending scalic pattern, also sequenced. Baseline, doubled by bass, trombone and bassoon two. Tenor, doubled by trombone and bassoon one. Now that's a description of what happens with the confortatus and what the orchestration is above the confortatus. Then the next piece of core material is the tonic dominant pedal. So I've written that out, complete with the actual instrumentation on the side. You know, trombones, you know, trumpets in D and timpani in D and A. 
and you can see that little dom tonic and dominant pedal. Now, all I've written is tonic, dominant pedal, trumpets and timpani, trumpets and D, but you could say on beats one and three because that's where it is. The next little piece that I have, next little um, quote, I have is the string ostinato. Now, I've just taken the first two bars of the two violins and viola parts. Nothing else. Now, you wouldn't even need that for a quote. You could just take the first bar, you know, and I've written strings, ostinato, entire string section. Rhythmic ostinato moves with tonality where needed. So I've just given a basic description of that piece of core material. But if I wanted to, I could say that it's, it steps to a repeated tone and steps back down to a repeated tone. It's a range of a minor third, or a third, I think it is. No, minor third. Range of a minor third. So I could, if I wanted to, talk about that. What I didn't say was it's in unison. That's what I should say, but it is in unison. And then the next little piece of core material we see, because the whole first section is just that material. There's nothing new under the sun. The next bit is the vocame. So I've written soprano and altos thirds apart, with upper string accompanying with ascending arpeggio followed by descending steps. Ascending arpeggio motif is sequenced, use of repeated tones in the voices. So I've done a description of the little quote that I have here. And I had to take the first bar off one page and then the next block off the other. So please forgive me for not having the instrumentation down the left-hand side of the first piece. But you can see the instrumentation in the second piece for the benefit of the exercise. Now that's on the first page because that's the core material that we've identified in the confortatus. We haven't talked about the bridging material as yet uh, because my students kind of get to that section and then we move on and we try and justify where the bridging material comes from. I can't give you everything. You've got to kind of do some stuff yourself. So the next bit, the next screen I have is methods of manipulation. Now this is where I have my pitch, my rhythm, texture, structure, tone, colour, dynamics and expressive techniques. And this is where the students write up the things that happen to those pieces of core material. For example, um, there's staggered entries between basses and tenors. It's a string ostinato is in unison. So that's a texture device. Okay, There's homophonic texture when we use soprano and alto. Um, the texture thins in the vocame because of reduced lines. So, and the sotto voce, which goes over into tone colour, that means sweetly. Okay, And we've got the macro structure, understructure. We've got the string ostinato using repeat articulation, slows and staccatos. So I've given some information and some samples of how that piece can work. And then the next page underneath is actually uh, what we call the study notes. So this is kind of, I try and reduce the analysis for the students down to one page or two pages. So it's easy to study. So the confortatus, I've done the macro structure of the section we were doing, which is up to the new bridging material. Um, and then I've given, I've basically combined the two first pages into the third page. So you can see uh, how this structure works. It's really cool for kids. They find it really easy to follow. Um, the hard part is always finding the core material in the first place. Now for music from 1600 to 1900, that's not too bad in the sense that it's relatively simple to see the layers and lines. When you start getting into the um, 1900s and the 2000s, it's a different story. Um, when you start getting into that time period, you're looking at different compositional structures and devices, and that's all set up for a completely different podcast um, because that's just there's too much to talk about there because of course from 1900 to the last 25 years or, or now we've got so much um, change within compositional devices the way that music was structured from the 1600 to 1900s while some of the devices are similar in in the use of motifs and things of that nature some of the other structures were 
morphed and changed. They were moulded to fit into the 20th century. So like I said, that's another whole lesson. Anyway, this week, as I said, it's a major work study, so you can have a look at Mozart's Requiem. You can go and find the PDF at clarissacustommusic.com.au. That's K-L-E-R-R-I-S-A, custommusic.com.au. If you go forward slash latest news, that's where you'll find the post that has the actual links to the PDF. And this time I've put in not only the PDF with the analysis I've just given you, but also an annotated score up to the section with which this goes. So the students can see how the annotation works and then could continue on and do the remainder of the working class. Um, so whether you're a student or whether you're a teacher, I'm sure you'll find it very useful. The score, of course, I got off IMSLP, uh, which is a great location for education scores. So um, you'll find most of the scores that you want to study in there. Uh, Thomas Goss will talk about that in his orchestration online. Remember, there's no affiliation for me with any of these people that I speak about. This is all um, services and things that are free online for students. Uh, so that's this week's podcast. Uh, it's great to see so many people really enjoying the podcast. The numbers are going through the roof there. So thank you to anybody who has jumped on board and thank you to anyone who's sharing this to their friends or to their colleagues or their students. I really appreciate the support. Uh, one of the things I would ask is if you have an idea for a podcast or you think there's something you really want to know about, then please drop me a line at kerry at kerrylacy.com.au. Now that's kerry spelled K-E-R-R-I at kerry, K-E-R-R-I, lacey, L-A-C-E-Y.com.au. If you shoot me a little email, I can... Um, uh, have a look at the, that and, and wrote, put it in the rotation for podcast or jump onto the website and go to the contact page and send me an email. So again, thanks so much. Uh, really cool that people are enjoying it and I hope that you enjoy today's session and also the future ones coming up. So thanks a lot, guys. Have a beautiful afternoon and I'll see you later. For more tips and tricks, head on over to Clarissa Custom Music dot com dot au